Uh, welcome to the second edition of the Gentleman's Breakfast. This is Moose, joined by... Pump fake. Uh, so we're going to, uh, out of the gate here, launch into uh, something that's very hyper San Francisco here. Is it, uh, I think it's, is it Gay Pride Weekend or Pride Weekend or something? It's the Gay Pride Parade. The Gay Pride Parade. And then something happened in the news yesterday. Anybody yeah. can get married, right? Thanks for prepping me before the show that we're going to get real controversial out of the box here. Go on. But that, that happened on Friday or Thursday. <laughs> I don't know the exact date. The gay, gay marriage is... Friday, yeah. Anybody can get married, right? Awesome. Any, anyone, yeah. That's pretty good. cool. Yep, yep. That's actually That's awesome. cool. That's good. We, we like that. I approve. So every day I, I do my normal stroll, 20, 25 minutes down to work, pop in the iPad, uh, iPhone, whatever, <laughs> listen to some music, and I always stop at the same Starbucks. Um, I always get the same order every time, medium. Wait, ice. you're completely switching from no, no, needing we'll, to we'll walk a half mile to Blue Bottle to just going to a Starbucks that's nearest. Yeah, well, the, to be fair, the Blue Bottle's not open that early. This is 6.15 in the morning. You think, you think those fucking hipsters are open the fucking Blue Bottle at 6.15? Classic San Francisco coffee shop that is not open first thing in the morning. Go on. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you deal with. You have to understand that. You know that. Anyways, I walk in, got to get my... You know, this is like a this is a necessary coffee, right? Like before, sure, I'm going, sure. I'm getting super hipster. It's utilitarian. Go on. I get my medium iced coffee, and the barista has come to know who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so every time I come in, he's like Shay or Moose, 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 Moose. What's up? What's up? I go, Hey, buddy. Hey, Paul. What's going on? So at first, I thought he was a little slow because I've probably. You know, going there four times a week, he doesn't he doesn't fucking remember my name. So finally, he he's got my name down now. So I can't I can't purchase a coffee without giving him dap and a pound, right? Whatever. It's what cool. does that mean, dap and a pound? Like a handshake and then the pound. So dap handshake. Who calls that a dap? Uh, I mean, people of ethnicity, as you would say. Oh my god. Anyways, so. I don't even get a discount, but I have to, you know, I have to bullshit with this guy every time. That's fine. Whatever. So, uh, on Friday, I get my, uh, my normal order, 6.15 in the morning, just kind of going through the motions. He gives it to me. Tells me, have a great weekend. So, as I drink it down, so as you can imagine, on, on an iced coffee at Starbucks, it says your name or whatever. So, after I drink the first two inches of the coffee... On the top of it just says Happy Pride. Oh, wait, on the inside of the glass? On the very top of the glass. It just says, on the outside it says Happy Pride. So yeah, like, sure. he wrote Happy Pride for me and then, yeah. he, you know, sure. a smiley face. Fine, yeah. It's a happy day for everyone, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's obviously, you know, he's very into Pride. And he, he's, he's inquiring whether I'm into Pride as well. I think that's what the innuendo is there. I don't know that this is appropriate material for the podcast. Uh, I'm comfortable with it. Uh, most of my baristas that I've been, you know, affiliated with before, yeah, that's fine if, you know, you think I'm attractive or whatever it is, but I want a little bit of a discount. How come I'm still paying full price for my medium ice every day? You see what I'm saying? Moose, I think that you may have been reading too much into the Pride Day. Thanks. I mean, if he had said... Happy Independence Day. I mean, would you have thought that he wanted you to sign up for the Confederacy and <laughs> fight like a second civil war? No, but I mean, 
I, I've been in there multiple times with other regulars, and he knows me. All right. I mean, you're an attractive guy, but, I mean, <laughs> let's not just assume that every barista wants to bang you, okay? <laughs> That's maybe a life lesson here. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to take you down there, bump fake. And you're going to see the chemistry that we have. Go ahead. That, that's yeah, all I got. I would love that. to go down. All right, fine. So my week uh, is a pretty standard week. I'm not, I'm not going to get too inside baseball on how the travel went down, but I covered five states, four airports <laughs> in a span of five days. What was your favorite airport? <sighs> I, n- none of them. Um, I was at San Francisco DFW, uh, Charlotte, which is a miserable place, and uh, Newark. Um, which Char- is Charlotte just a miserable place in general, or the airport is a miserable place? I've never left the airport, so I can't really speak to the rest of the city. But I mean, they have a Bojangles there. I eat there. I what mean, is a Bojangles? I've never had Bojangles. It's fried chicken in the South. It's not as good as Popeyes, but it's close. Mm-hmm. It's it, this is how I pack on the LBs while I'm on the road. But anyway, look, I'm not going to go through the whole rigmarole of how miserable the trip is. I'm sure you can imagine how many nut punches I had along the way. <laughs> but the, the the one leg of this week-long voyage that I'm going to hone in on is DFW back to San Francisco on Tuesday night. You know, when you're single at our age, living in a city, you forget that there are families in the world. Uh, and when June rolls around, like, that's just another month for you. Yeah. For everyone else in the world, that's when kids get out of school and that's when everyone goes on vacation. So yeah. I'm flying from DFW, which is a central hub for most, most airports, to SFO, which is another central hub for a lot of airports on the West Coast. I may as well have been flying from Disney World to Disneyland direct. Mm. Like the second that I get on this plane, it's nothing but families. Uh, kids are screaming. Kids are crying basically the whole way. And I mean, it's easy to bitch about this. I have enough trouble dragging my own sorry ass from point A to point B, point B. So I somewhat respect these like parents that go through this. Oh, it's 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 commendable. I mean, if not for uh, keeping their kids under control, then just for not shooting up the plane, right? So, what time is this flight? What time are you leaving? Uh, it was in the it was in the late afternoon at a DFW. It's probably three or four p.m. Uh, I don't know what the fuck all these people are going to. What I do know is, so when I sat down, I'm clearly sitting next to a child, and there are. Uh, kids and family members interspersed throughout the whole coach cabin back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, midway through the flight, a girl, a couple rose up, asked the girl sitting next to me for a piece of gum, and she chucks it down range mm. within the coach cabin over there. That's when it occurs to me that several of the people sitting around me are affiliated and in the same family. Do you feel do you feel like coach is kind of like the DMV and first class is kind of like a polo match? Uh, I mean, coach can be, feel like the DMV uh, at times. It, I mean, it really depends on the flight that you're on. Like if you're going San Francisco to New York at midnight, no, like it's all people that are, uh, you know, Brooks Brothers, wingtips, going into work. DFW to San Francisco in June is a different story. They're, they're going straight to Lombard Street and the Fisherman's Wharf, is what you're saying. Yeah, or they're flying to San Diego to see whales get abused. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. So, we're going through the flight, and, and I mean, this one family is distributed across the entire coach cabin 
in middle seats and such. Mind you, I booked this ticket that fucking morning. Mm-hmm. So what kind of planning do these people have that I'm sitting in an aisle seat in coach that I was able to book that morning and yet their seats are middle seats distributed everywhere, right? So anyway, during the whole gum exchange, it occurs to me that this girl's father, this girl's maybe 13 years old. This girl's father is sitting like in the aisle across from me in full-on Harley Davidson gear, okay? He's got like cut off sleeves. He's a large man. Mm-hmm. He's got an interesting cane with him, which I thought was uh, odd. And he had what can only be described as a like a goth purse. Uh, had like a chain. It was like strapped to his arm. It was bizarre. I've never seen it before. This is the father? This is the father of this girl that's sitting next to me. And the girl sitting next to me was very nice, very polite. How old? 13, as I said. Oh, sorry. Roughly. Uh, but she was quiet. You know, she sat there the whole time. Uh, but midway through the flight, I mean... Babies are crying, babies are screaming. My iPhone dies. Okay? So I've got the choice of like either I'm gonna grit my teeth and make it through three more hours of misery here, or I'm gonna figure out how to get my iPhone plugged into the seat underneath me, which is between the middle seat Ooh. and my aisle seat, okay? So did you, you but did it's not... mostly under the middle seat, basically mm-hmm. directly under the thirteen. So you didn't bring any periodicals with you? I never do. But what I'm saying is I was presented with the choice of either try to sleep, which I couldn't sleep because it was in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. or figure out a way to plug in my device directly underneath this 13-year-old girl's seat right next to her Harley-Davidson father, okay. which, I mean, I had to go down there. As anyone knows, it's tried to plug something in underneath an airline seat. It's not a direct connection, okay? Uh-huh. So I'm fishing around down there for a solid minute, just getting eyes to the back of my head from this fucking biker. We got through that. We got off the plane. Uh, I mean, all in all, it was a punch to the right nuts, a punch to the left nuts, as always. So, I mean, the, the, those last three hours, you were able to plug in, and what happened? Oh, I just, uh, Did you, you know. Did music, or? No, no. Well, yeah, I played some music, played some games, as you know. Mm-hmm. I do what I do on my iPhone. Next story. Well, we're going to keep on the flight story here. You just excited one that was pretty good. Uh, no, that was terrible. But Please. similar, similar to, you know, what you were experiencing before. I was about, I think, it was sixteen years old. Me, my hometown buddy, and my parents were flying to San Diego to visit my brother. Okay. And I think this was, whether it was summertime or February break, I don't remember because it's always nice in San Diego. So we get on this flight. Uh, you know, from the East Coast to San Diego. And we have a connecting flight in Detroit. So we get on the flight in Detroit, and we're waiting, we're waiting. We're all the way, the, all the way in the back. Okay. And there's like one seat left in the middle between me and my buddy, and then my parents are in the row directly in front. Yeah, of us. you're during boarding, you're really hoping that no weirdo gets in there, or that you just have that seat to yourself. Correct, correct. So we're pretty excited, you know, and at this point, we're 16, we're just starting to drink beers, you know, we're getting wasted, but our parents don't know. Really missed an opportunity to say 16 going on 17 there, but continue. <laughs> yeah, I did miss that opportunity. So this guy barrels in, and he's probably about 6'2", 220, with a huge Detroit Red Wings jersey. So huge red, he comes barreling mm-hmm. in. I'm guessing he's wearing a hat of some kind. No hat, he had great, he had great lettuce, great hair. <laughs> Great hair. You gotta show that off, yeah. Yeah. So he he comes barreling in. 
And I'm like, whoa, this motherfucker's drunk. This is going to be exciting. So he comes out, and I'm like, this guy's going to sit in between us. This is going to be fantastic. Yep. So he sits down, uh, and he starts chatting us up. You know, clearly wasted. Immediately. Clearly wasted. He's like, you boys drink. Knowing that my parents are in front of us, we're like, no, not really. He's like, I get it. You guys drink. We're going to get you some beers. (laughs) We're going to get you some beers. So he sits down, and... He has a terrible fear of flying. Oh, I can't stand this. So he hasn't been on a flight in, I don't know, how many years. And then he immediately dives deep with us, saying that he's going, you know, his Marine buddy just got died. He's got to go out there. And then he starts asking how much we paid for the flight ticket. And we're like, oh. What? We, you know, we paid a couple hundred bucks. And at this point, I think, you know, this is 2003. The guy paid like $800 for his ticket, which is rather expensive. At yeah. Time. So... He keeps on hollering at the uh, the flight attendant, being like, "Hey, me and my boys, we need uh, get some beers, t- t- two double Jack and Cokes, beer." <laughs> He's asking for six Jack and Cokes with two two baby faced sixteen year olds. Yep. So obviously she's not responding too well. <laughs> and then you know he makes a few comments like, "What do I have to do? I have to wave my money in front of you. What do I need to do? What do you, what's your parents' reaction to all this?" So my parents are like rather polite. Are they chuckling at all? No, my parents, they don't find this funny. But they, they're they hearing everything. Like, they're just lit, you know. Well, of course they are, the guys you're in coach. They're sitting 12 inches in front of you. Yeah, so they're they're paying attention to it, but they're not, they're just too polite, you know, too Catholic to do anything, right? But they're listening. Because he hasn't really done anything egregious. No. So he finally gets his two Jack and Cokes. She doesn't believe that we're 21. So we don't get any Jack and Cokes. Of course not. Because you don't have the beautiful beard that uh, that you wear today. No. So he gets his couple Jack and Cokes. Uh, he starts drinking. And he goes, hey, do you want to play, you know, Euchre or Pitch or whatever? Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, you know, those are fun games. I yeah. like those games. So there's a, a woman sitting next to us. And he asks her to, if she wants to play. You know, she's across the aisle. She kind of ignores him. And then he goes, hey, Eli Whitney, do you want to play? you want to play Euchre? She doesn't respond to that well. So she obviously didn't play. <laughs> so we just play, th- we just play three-handed poker. And this guy is so wasted that he doesn't know that I'm, I'm shuffling the deck or whatever. And so we, we, he's like, what do you guys want to play for, five or ten bucks? I'm like, well, you know, we're, we're kids, we don't really have any money. He's like, all right, well, we'll just play for fun. So then he goes to the bathroom, and I specifically stack him a full house, like uh, queens over kings or something. Yeah, because you're you're a son of a bitch. Correct. I deal my buddy four aces. By the way, you're telling the story to someone that you play poker with. I'm never going to trust you again. Sure. So I I deal it, so then I'm going to deal back that he's going to get four of a kind. So he gets gets dealt whatever he gets dealt, a couple kings, a queen, and then he gets dealt back a full house. So as soon as he gets the full house, he goes, all right, well, what do you guys want to wager on this? He's like, well, you know, how much you got? He's like, well, I'd bet the plane ticket. I'm like, well, our plane ticket was only a couple hundred bucks. He's like, well, I paid $800. He's like, you guys want to pay $800 for this? And, you know, I kind of string him along here. I'm like, yeah, we could, we could do $800. So, uh, you know, he flips over his full house, and then I flip over uh, four aces, and he just like slams his hand down. He's like, oh man, what are the odds of that? What are the odds of that? That's a tough break. 
God. He's like, you are a son of a bitch. He's like, all right, we'll double down. So then my mom turns around and, and goes, hey, Moose, can't take this guy's money. Like, that's inappropriate. Yeah. And I he, appreciate your mother for doing that. And he just calmly goes, all right, Grandma, not your business. <laughs> Holy shit. So now she's like, it's on. Take all of his money. No, my mom is just so nice. She doesn't, she wouldn't, she wouldn't guard back. Um, but my mom, you know, she's a nice woman. She has jet, like, white or gray hair. So that was kind of how that ended. Um, you know, we never ended up taking his money. Then we started playing war for a while. And then uh, we, I had something underneath the, uh, another seat across the aisle. I go, hey, can you get that for me? And he just, instead of going underneath the seat, he just rips up the seat. It's like he just pulls off the cushion and the whole thing goes. Yeah, he, he's using it as a flotation device. Yeah. yeah. And the whole thing, like, gets, like, bombed out. Like, yeah, sure. So then the flight attendants come down and, you know, it's a whole rigmarole there. But it was, I had never laughed so much on a flight than I did with Detroit Red Wings guy. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you laughed more than we did during that story, I think. But, you know. <laughs> It is what it is. We're doing this live. Moose, I'd like to dig into some things that are going on in your life right now. Mm-hmm. couple things I got. Yeah, one, go you walked into this apartment last night doing what I'm going to say is one of my least favorite things on the planet Earth, which is just in your pocket, you had your phone playing music out of the speaker as loudly as you possibly could, just broadcasting your music to the world. You had headphones in your pocket. Could have just plugged them headphones in. I think that was to keep me awake. It's probably the, my thought. The headphones wouldn't have kept you awake. Maybe, but that that uh, that alerts people that hey, this is like the hazards light. Anytime that I car. see someone in a public space engaging the speaker function of their cell phone, whether they're playing music or they're talking to someone on the phone, asshole drives me fucking nuts. And that was you. That was you, buddy. And you did it again this morning. What were you thinking? I did it this morning when I'm in the shower, just to get it going. Yeah, but then you walked around the living room. You had the balls to walk around the living room like that. Uh, When you say walk around the living room, I maybe had it on for maybe less than 30 seconds. Yeah, it is 30 seconds of pain. Is it the music selection, or is it the actual principle? Well, your music selection was terrible, I will say. Uh, It's mostly just like, I'm going to broadcast whatever I'm doing to the world. Because... No, nothing drives me more nuts than seeing someone on their speakerphone with their phone in their fucking hand. Because you pivot that son of a bitch 90 degrees and you bring it up to your ear, okay, no one else has to hear that. Yeah. But instead, you want to hold it right in front of you and speakerphone it. All right. Point two, I'd like to get into Moose's sad life. How's your hinge game going, buddy? Uh, my hinge game... It's actually better than I thought, really, before I dived into it. Um, getting some hits. Uh, a lot of people inquiring. Look, you know, let's bolt the tape here. So, yeah, other, I mean, I've, honestly, I've been really sad and depressed to see how many hits you get. I get, I get quite Although a few. All hits. of the pictures on your profile are from 10 years ago. So how do you think that people are going to take it when you show up just a broken man? I don't know if I'm ever going to really meet him, though. I mean, I, I kind of flirt with the idea here. Well, I mean, Papa Bear's good at messaging for you, so keeping pa- up conversations centered around yeah, burritos so, and such. So yeah, so Papa Bear started, you know, my hinge game here. He set up my whole profile. He's he's actually done 80% of 
my, you know, conversing with the women here. But let me just run through real quick what, uh, you know, me and my first Hinge encounter was. Me, hey, oh, hey. So on her profile, it says, must love burritos. Yeah. So Papa Bear think that, thinks that's an opener. Of course. And then, the first thing that you see on someone's Hinge profile, no one's ever asked him about, so you should open with that. Mm-hmm. Must love all burritos? Question mark. Mm. Yeah, all good burritos. Duh. Blah, blah, blah. So we continue on about burritos. He comments on her ethnicity, being weird that she likes burritos. Yeah, very rare. Comments more about burritos. I'm already bored as I was during the conversation. Can you cut to the fucking chase here? Because unlike this woman, I can't handle a conversation about burritos that lasts longer than 30 seconds. I'm uncomfortable telling the story because it's it's fucking terrible. But the fact that there's 15 or 30 text messages discussed about burritos before we discuss about going for a burrito together. It's terrifying because this woman's probably an idiot. She's nice. I wouldn't classify her as an idiot. I mean, that's a little jump to conclusion, Matt, there on your My word's not yours, but I mean, I'm just saying I can barely handle... Five messages about burritos, let alone 20. So if she's willing to tolerate that and meet you. Anyways. Ipso facto. We've got, we've got something lined up when she comes comes back. Okay. Well. Which I, is, is utterly impressive because it was based off of burritos. I look forward to hearing that about that date. Listen, this has been a week episode. <laughs> Let's just jump straight to the report card. First of all, I want to thank Moose for opening things up because obviously last episode it sounded like I had a mild to moderate stroke. <laughs> At the beginning of it, I'm surprised that I didn't get more messages asking if I was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a second-time listener, thank you. <laughs> if you're a first-time listener, go back and listen to that first episode. Originally, I was going to say, don't bother, but I mean, the first episode was way better than this one. This is weak as shit. Seamus, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you, like, a... Uh, we're going we're gonna to grade... 2.3? No. We're going to grade from... D through A, and then S is the highest, like a video game, okay? Uh, you're confusing me. I'm not a video game dork like you. Well, okay. Just, it's the alphabet plus S. Okay. All right. And on that spectrum, I'm going to give you a C minus. Okay. As a weekday. So I think you're always hypercritical. That's uh, true. It was, you know, it is what it is. It was uh, not as great content as the first one, but, you know, growing pains. Few, a few beverages deep. Uh, you were more consistent. I'll give you, I'll give you on a, on an A to Z record. I'll give you a four. If that makes sense for you. <laughs> that makes no sense, but I'll take it. <laughs> so I mean, there's room for improvement. Yeah, I also like to thank the second uh, batch of listeners. I think there's more people growing on because w- as I was leaving work on Friday, everybody goes, "What do you got lined up for this weekend?" And it's you know kind of like pinking the brain. Same thing I try to do every weekend going to try to conquer the world. Yeah, sure. But Which means I'm going to get really drunk and do stupid shit. But you know what? I, I have something to look forward to. I've got a podcast to record. Yeah, well, it's sad that I'm part of that, but I've got to admit, I, uh, I enjoyed it as well. Uh, this episode was brought to you by Sierra Nevada and Tears, two things that you see a great deal of around this apartment over the weekend. Uh, and yeah, once again, I'll just end with no one will ever hear this ever. <laughs>